At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, and YouTube TV on down the line. We appreciate you listening. However, you're taking us in is Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay here as well this morning, the post draft afterglow. Glad we could shift. It was a great. It was great while it lasted. Glad we could shift now to basketball full steam, of course. And of course, the Stanley Cup playoffs begin tonight, and we've got Andy McNeil here to preview the whole thing, the whole first round. Obviously, hockey staggered this year from the NBA because of the Olympic break. You remember the Olympic break, don't you, Jeff? Good morning, by the way, Jeff. How are you, man? You good? Olympic break that wasn't an Olympic break. That's yes, correct. of course I do. Yeah, the Olympic break. Sure. Uh, and so uh, we've got uh, games tonight. We've got games tomorrow night. Andy's got the preview of all the first-round matchups. He has one, two, three, and maybe four bets. How about that? Depending on the price you can find for the fourth. Three or four series bets coming up from Andy McNeil in hour number two. We'll also talk to Wes Reynolds later this hour. JVT on the NBA. Oh, and Paul Carr has a, there's a Premier League game today. And Paul Carr has a pick. And so I now I need a ruling. Paul Carr with his tenth straight count him tenth straight winning performance on this show. Ten straight winning, not weekends, but games, cluster of games in England. Does this count as a streak? It's a one game thing. Is this part of the streak or is this some anomaly? I, I would say that this would, if anything, slide back 
to the past cluster of three that he went two and one with. Oh, so so we don't so we can't say it's ten yet. So I don't think we can count it as ten yet. But at worst, we're looking at a wash for our guy Paul. That's Cotton. right. At worst, we're looking at nine zero oh, and one. Okay, I, I think that's right. We'll count it that way. There's the ruling I was looking for. Uh, let us begin with the National Basketball Association and. Uh, Obviously, two games starting tonight. We'll get to those momentarily. I just want to talk about yesterday first. And let's start with the nightcap. The nightcap being, not even the nightcap, the daycap. Because the only two games yesterday. Golden State getting by Memphis, 117 to 116. And let me just let me just flesh out the futures I have right now. I have the Golden State Warriors at plus 550 from early in the season when they and the Suns were mano a mano for the best record in the NBA. I also added Friday. I think we talked about this Friday morning. We certainly talked about it Friday night. I also added the Bucks in their series against the Celtics at plus 192 because that price got so ridiculous you had to play it. And the Bucks finally to win it all at plus 740 because, for goodness sakes, the Bucks were 9-1 to one to win it all before the season started. That was ridiculous as the defending NBA champion. And the notion that you can still get them at plus 740, yes, I get it, without Chris Middleton, was too ridiculous to pass up also. Which brings us to yesterday. Let's start with the Warriors and the Grizzlies, the second of those two. 117-116, the Warriors get there. They don't, co- they don't cover the two-and-a-half-point spread, but they do get the win. Clay Thompson's three being the decider at the end in terms of points. Two defensive stops being the real deciders for the Warriors at the end of that game. And the final play being a John Morant drive that he sort of faded away on. Didn't draw contact, and the Warriors get by. And so I've heard people already since that, and just a sort of anecdotal, non-scientific, heard people when you watch different media, say they think, oh, it's going to be a long series. It's going to be a six-gamer. Jeff, I'm going to go the other way on that. I'm not sure how, after that game, how the Grizzlies possibly win more than one. And I'm not even sure they win one. Draymond Green ejected for the flagrant two. And it was such a lame flagrant two. We'll go with the, fl- we'll go with the French pronunciation, flagrant deux, because it was that soft, right? Not to say the French are soft or anything. But he gets ejected late in the second quarter of that game. He's done. The heart and soul of that team, certainly on the defensive side, and really who the offense runs through most often, Draymond gone. Clay had a horrible game despite that three that ended up being the final points of the game. Clay ended up 6 of 19 from the field, 3 of 10 from behind the arc. You're probably not getting that from him again. And on the Grizzly side, Jaron Jackson Jr. was 10 of 18 from the field, including 6 of 9 from behind the arc. And I don't know how that form works for you, by the way, Jeff. You ever know that kid you played with in uh, high school or junior high school or even before that who had this really awful shot, at least the way it looks, and somehow he was able to can six of nine from behind the arc? That ain't happening again. And they got a lot of calls. You think you side with the people who think this is going six or you side with me that, that thinks, I don't know if the Grizzlies can win a game? I'm six, giving them- is, six is the max here because Memphis – the next five games could all be won by the home team. We get ourselves to six. But everything that went in Memphis's favor yesterday, the nonsense flagrant two, the refs got so badly influenced by the home crowd oh, yesterday, yet again, worst. 
on worst. the sequence at the end of the game where apparently we can't review simple okay. out of bounds plays so, anymore. Can, in the can NBA? I tell? So I sent you that text. I sent you that text. When did it when did it start that you had to challenge that? It apparently happened in the middle of this season, which I don't understand. Because uh, that because that ball with four seconds left was clearly, clearly off Brooks. Memphis. Clearly off Brooks. Yes, and Memphis gets the extra possession because the refs have could have been the whole the, game. The refs go, oh, jump ball when uh, the guy's staring right at it, and it was clearly off Brooks. Like I don't know how he misses that, but. If you're Memphis and you manage to lose that game still, up six at halftime, no less, while Draymond is out of the game, mm-hmm. I, you can't feel great about your chances here. I, I think five is probably the right thing. I think Memphis gets game two and then Golden State wins the next three, and it's a gentleman sweep without home court yeah. advantage. I could see the Grizzlies taking one. Yeah. Also, too, Gil, when was the last time Clay Thompson missed two straight free throws? Well, that was the thing. He says at the end, he goes, I'm human. But the, the one of the more interesting stories of this postseason is both Steph Curry and Klay Thompson suddenly gacking at the line. Where, where did that come from? Jordan Poole, better percentage than both of them. But yes. So, I mean, imagine if that, you know, resurrects, right? If that goes back to what it was, the standard with those two guys. I don't know. That series to me, the Warriors were every bit the north of $2 favorite they ought to have been, especially after that. Just the championship DNA coming through yesterday. And, of course, the first game yesterday, the Bucks and the Celtics, the Bucks without Chris Middleton, I thought the key to that game, well, there were two keys. One, the first quarter of that game, the Bucks had, I believe, seven turnovers. Seven turnovers. And the Celtics could not really blow them off the court. The Bucks stayed in contact. And I thought that was the first sign of this where I'm like, okay, file that away. Not only could they not blow them off the court, the Bucks ended up leading after the first quarter, 27 to 24. After really the first 10 minutes of that quarter, they played horribly. And then the other one was Giannis had two fouls, and he immediately committed three and four in succession. Four was just a dumb foul trying to, I don't know what he thought he was going to steal the ball from Tatum. And so he had to be taken off the court. This is in the third quarter now. And you're like, okay, well, the Celtics should be able to cut into this Bucks lead of six points it was at the time after the free throws. And not only did they not not only did the Celtics not cut into that lead, the Bucks extended the lead with Giannis off the court. And before you knew it after that, the Bucks suddenly blink and the Bucks were up fifteen and beyond, and that was the end of that. Bucks end up winning it one hundred one to eighty nine. Bucks steal home court advantage from the Boston Celtics. Now I have no reason to believe that this series, we won't overreact to one game here, even though I have the Celtics excuse me, even though I have the Bucks series and Bucks futures bets. No reason to overreact to one game here. I'm sure this, he says somewhat confidently, this has a much bigger chance of going long than the other series we just discussed. The, uh, the Memphis-Golden State series. But this on paper could be an epic series. My thing is this, though. Do you think, and this is a question I'll ask of JVT, do you think, Jeff, that in some strange way, the absence of Chris Middleton has opened up something for the Bucks? That, in other words, Connaughton and Grayson Allen just draining threes, particularly Allen, the revelation of Grayson Allen, not biting or tripping opponents has just been a boon for the Bucks in a way that we could not have anticipated. Well, for short term, it's possible. 
I don't know if, like, if Middleton were to miss the Eastern Conference Finals against Miami, assuming Miami handles their business against an NBA-less Sixers team, maybe it won't work there. But in the short term, it could. It's worked for a few games. In the it, it worked yesterday. Worked against the Bulls. Again, the Bulls are overmatched, but it's possible for a short period of time it could work. And also, get one other thing that I will say too. After watching that game yesterday, how awful were the Nets by the end? Yes. How bad were the Nets truly <laughs> by the end? That Boston steamrolled them completely out. And then Milwaukee plays a, plays good defense yesterday, and the Celtics look totally lost offensively. Well, that triggers something about the other series that we saw yesterday, which is how bad is the Memphis Grizzlies team defense? It is it's so I listen, I know the, the Warriors, listen, no one's more in the tank for the Golden State Warriors than I am over time. I think it's the most beautiful thing in sports. The passing is just a sight to behold, let alone the shooting. But Memphis, it's not even that they made this point on the broadcast yesterday. It's not even transition D sometimes. It's just mildly, mildly rapid offense that seems to get the best of them with open players on the other side, wide open under the hoop. And I don't, you listen, that's them. I don't know if there's any correcting that here during that series. But Bucks Celtics, Bucks off to the one and nothing start. Uh, take the home court. Now do here's the here's the other question now. Does one who has Bucks series tickets, and this by the way, let me just point out again, this is after I gacked on the Raptors series price in the first round against the Sixers. Does one come back on the Celtics now here after game one? Or does one just let the Bucks series price stand? I'm going with the latter. I'm going with the latter. I'm not getting too cute. JVT on both of those series, but more importantly, the ones tonight between the Sixers and, of course, the Miami Heat. No Embiid, no Kyle Lowry, Mavericks Suns as well. It's a numbers game visa, these sports bet. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. What are you waiting for? BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specialists every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling prom call 1-800-522-4700. Jeff Parlay, you ready for uh, Sam Howell, Washington quarterback of the future? You ready for this era? Huh? You ready for it? Let's go, baby! No. <laughs> Just trying to drum up some excitement. No? You ready for them drafting every Alabama player under the sun? No? Oh, that's been the case for a while now. That's what I mean. They're not going to stop until 11 on each side from Bama. Sam Howell to Washington as far as the quarterbacks. First pick of the fifth round. Matt Corral goes to Carolina via trade. Malik Willis to Tennessee. And the second quarterback off the board, Desmond Ritter to Atlanta. That after Kenny Pickett went to Pittsburgh. How about Carson Strong? Not drafted at all. Not drafted at all. And at one time, wasn't he supposed to be the first quarterback drafted? Yeah. yeah. Even uh, e- e- even even Brock Purdy got drafted. How, how poetic is it that he was mystery relevant? I think it checks out, Gil. It, it just <laughs> checks out. Um, anyway, finally, the, the, the postscript being... Finally, a quarterback class that even NFL GMs weren't tempted to trade up for. Jonathan Von Tobel joins us. He's a co-host of The Edge and, of course, our senior NBA analyst at MeJVT on Twitter. How you doing, John? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I wasn't as uh, heavily involved in the draft as others, a little wrapped up in the NBA. But uh, you know what? It was still a successful draft. And uh, the go. Colts, eh, you know what? The Colts, they did what they did. I think I'm pretty excited for what the Colts have in store for them next they year. They did though. what they did. That's excellent analysis. They did what they did. JVT, I'm all about the NBA, though, man. How great is this yes. postseason? And and I'll start where I ended last segment, which is with yesterday's games. Then we'll get to today's. But Golden State and Memphis, I uh, I threw out this, that while others are saying this is going to be a long series, after yesterday and all the things that happened, the flagrant, again, flagrant two on Draymond, ejected, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. just going ballistic, not only from behind the arc, but just everything he threw up, Clay having a bad game. I just feel like it's Grizzlies winning one game max. Like, if they didn't win that game yesterday, that was going to be bad, and they didn't. Yeah, that, that was a massive missed opportunity for Memphis. If if you were going to have all of those things come together and you still end up losing the game the way that you did, uh, you're going to look back on that and potentially think, like, boy, we, we screwed this thing up. You know, I figured this was going to be about a six-game series of, between these two and leaning heavily more toward, like, five uh, so call it like a 6.2, whatever you want to call it, or a 5.7. Uh, but like a game like that swings that more in the direction of a five-game series, right? And it's not that Memphis isn't going to be competitive in a lot of those games. We saw there's matchup advantages that work in their favor. They're a little bit bigger in the front court. This is a somewhat small uh, Golden State team. Uh, you can see that John Morant has a little bit more room to work with when it comes to getting into the paint, getting help defense, of course, and then kicking it out to some of his shooters. But I think at the end of the day, when you're talking about the grand scheme of a best of seven, 
you need to be able to take the opportunities that are given to you. And this is one of those where the opportunity was given to them. And you kind of saw a little bit of the inability of a team that doesn't have a ton of postseason experience. That's kind of what I saw bleed out there yesterday. The Golden State Warriors have that. They're able to overcome a lot of their flaws and still end up with a one-point victory, whereas the Memphis Grizzlies, a young team, have everything going for them in that game, and they ultimately end up still losing. And you said it. Clay's not going to have that game. Steph Curry's going to be a little bit more efficient to start a game as well. Uh, Jordan Poole is still there, and I'm assuming that Steve Kerr didn't really love what happened with Peyton uh, starting him in that lineup, so I'm assuming he's going to switch that up by the time we get to game two. So I would agree. It's definitely a big uh, – it, it definitely hurts a lot if you have like a Memphis plus whatever in terms of the games in this series. It's a massive missed opportunity for the Memphis Grizzlies. Can we can – we, because I didn't bring this up last time, but can we just mm-hmm. stop and pause on the Jordan Poole thing for a second? This yep. is unbelievable, what's happening with him. Like what's – is there an equivalent for a guy like this who, okay, we all watched him play in college. We all thought, all right, he'll get drafted. But I don't think anybody thought he would become this guy who he was in the G League, right? He's mm-hmm. become this guy who is now, like, you count on him to be maybe at times the best player on the court. It's incredible. I don't think we make enough of this. No, we, we don't. And I think, for one, the Golden State Warriors deserve a ton of credit, right? They have a really yep. good track record of drafting and developing guys. Look at one of their best players, Draymond Green, right? A, a very mm-hmm. late selection the year that he came out, a second-round pick, turning out to be something legitimately good, one of the best defensive players we've ever seen. You can go down the list of the players that the Golden State Warriors have drafted and developed. But also, Gil, as, as a basketball fan, I think it also speaks to the league as a whole, right? Anybody who doesn't watch it, you go back to the old cliche. It's a watered-down league. It's not. This is a league that is rife with talent, young talent at that. These kids play basketball the second that they're born, essentially. And you're seeing this, and it's in every sport now, right? That's why these wide receiver classes are so deep every single year. These guys, uh, they play this sport for a really long time, and they come to these leagues more ready than ever, and they can develop a little bit quicker, too. But I think the Warriors deserve a ton of credit. They have a long track record of developing guys in that franchise and in that program, and you're looking around the entire NBA, the, this talent's just getting deeper. There's so many really good players, and Jordan Poole is among some of the good young players. Yeah, when they drafted Clay, by the way, I'll raise my hand. I was like, huh, Clay Thompson, great, great yeah. pick. We'll see what happens with that. And he just became Clay. It's incredible. Um, okay, so Warriors now, by the way, minus 550 on the adjusted series price. Grizzlies 4-1 to one on the comeback. Uh, yesterday, Milwaukee and Boston started it off. This series on paper, every bit as good as the Boston Brooklyn series was supposed to be in in uh, in the first round. I think this one will go long. Milwaukee gets the win. Uh, I said earlier. I think Boston didn't take advantage of a, of a bad Milwaukee first quarter. Then they didn't take advantage of a Giannis being in foul trouble, and the Bucks get it done. Did they find something? Maybe the Bucks just accidentally not having Middleton. I don't know if they found something. I I think to me, like I said this yesterday on the Hardwood Handicapper Show on Sunday, which was. I think Boston came into this and were kind of a little shocked, like, oh, this is what legitimate defense looks like, right? Like like Brooklyn, you play them for four games, you sweep them, and they're not really a good defensive team. They're not as physical. They're not as big. There was no help defender roaming around like a Giannis Antetokounmpo who came in and challenged a bunch of shots. I think this is a little bit of a shock to the system where it's like, oh, okay, this is playoff basketball. And you kind of saw that transpire. Because even on the flip side of this, Gil, Boston defensively still played extremely well in this game. They held Milwaukee to a point per possession. Half-court offensive rating for Milwaukee was actually worse than Boston. Boston, 75.6 compared to 79.3 for the Boston Celtics. The difference was here 
Boston was not as aggressive getting inside the paint, which they were really aggressive against Brooklyn. And Milwaukee did their thing in transition. 7.2 points added per 100 possessions through transition offense, an offensive rating of 1.5. So like that, those are the things that kind of made the difference in this game. So I don't know if they maybe discovered something more as Boston came into this a, a somewhat, you know, we call it soft, but somewhat easier the path right through the first round. And now all of a sudden you have to really kind of ratchet up and play this. And keep in mind, too, they got a little dinged up throughout that game, right? Yes. Reports that Marcus Smart uh, yes. dislocated his shoulder. Uh, Robert Williams was pretty banged up. Jalen Brown has this hamstring injury that I don't think it was really great that you see this game and Jalen Brown in this. Only 12 points, 4, 13 shooting, and I think he had eight turnovers in this game, too. So I think it was kind of like, a, oh, wow, this is the defending champ. This is a really good basketball team. We kind of got to change the way that we're playing here, and you'll see that bounce back in game two. No, that's a great point. You wonder if, if any of those injuries is lingering or not, the, in the case of Jalen Brown specifically. Uh, okay, so on the Justin Series price, Milwaukee up one nothing. They take home court. Milwaukee's about minus one thirty now. Boston's about plus one ten. Do either of those two excite you? Uh, I think it would be Boston. You can get them at high as plus one twenty in some spots. Uh, I think that would be the way to go here. I, I think when you look at Boston and their abilities, especially on the defensive end of the floor, I think you're feeling really good at the at the, at the way you play defensively against the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, I will say, caveat to that is. Are you going to get the same kind of whistle that you did in this game? Because uh, those officials yesterday were allowing them to get very physical. There were a lot of contests at the rim with Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, where he was fouled, or at least it looked like he was fouled, and it wasn't called, and it generally is. So I think that kind of worries you a little bit. But I think overall, you're taking away from this, like you said, that first quarter, I had the Bucks yesterday plus four and a half, and I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, man, like I might have to find a way to get off of this. And that was yeah. in the first quarter, you yeah. know? Like Boston was playing that well defensively. But ultimately, you look up and you're like, oh, oh wait, it's the, the Bucks that were in the lead. So I think if you're approaching this from a series standpoint, it's going to be Boston and taking that plus 120 series price and moving forward from there. Because I think there's a lot you can hang your hat on defensively. And it's just now you need Jalen Brown, get some rest. And you also need these guys to get a little bit more aggressive, namely Jason Tatum, when it comes to getting to the paint, drawing fouls and getting to the free throw line. Um, we're going to run into a wall. We'll get to the to the two games here after the break. But I, Milwaukee was available before this series at they I got it at plus 192 and I saw yeah. them as high as $2. You could also get them to win it all and I made this bet too at plus 740 before the season started they were 9 to 1. Now I get the Middleton thing sort of played into that a little bit. But I mean that is nuts for it to have been this far and getting those prices, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And so, like, I'm a big Boston fan. I have a really good futures ticket on one of the NBA finals, uh, and I, I like him a lot. But I even said this when I was asked about it, like two dollars to ten to twenty. That was getting a little too expensive for me in this series, even with the Middleton injury. We still have to remember this is the defending champs to me. This is the second highest power rated team in the Eastern Conference. And you can look yesterday really quickly, Gil, like they're catching four and a half, five. Then the Celtics were laying four in game one against the the Brooklyn Nets. Like the, you know, yeah. it was a little weird the way the market handled this, at least at the start. Do you want Do you want to take the four in game two? Uh, I I do I do. do, and I think there's a larger conversation around home court. But yes, I think it's a little high. Yeah, Bucks catching four game two tomorrow night, back at the TD Garden. All right, we'll come back. The Sixers tonight started with the Heat. No Embiid. Oh boy, no Kyle Lowry for the Heat either. We'll talk about that series and, of course, the Suns as well against the Mavericks next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Spring Special is here for only $59. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Next few months, filled with the best betting content in the business. 
Right here at VEASAN.com, subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets, JVT, all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. we got JVT on now, Andy McNeil a little later on this show. Well, lots of NFL preseason coverage, not to mention continued Best Bets premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, and the Kentucky Derby betting guide, the Derby this week. Full VEASAN experience featuring daily Best Bet email, Every edition of Point Spread Weekly. Use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want at the cost. Only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash spring. Gil Alexander, Jonathan Von Tobel. So, JVT, then you, you like the Bucks plus the points tomorrow. Anything on the Warriors and the Grizzles? Uh, yeah, and if I could just add really quickly to yes. that Celtics and, and Bucks thing. What, what I find really fascinating about that, Gil, from a number standpoint is – so in the regular season, I brought this up to you before, uh, regular season home court was worth just over one and a half points. It's equating to essentially a little bit less than that in the postseason. And it's a really small sample size at this point right now. But it, what I find really interesting is that while the numbers are telling us that home court is worth about a point here in the postseason, the markets are considering it to be worth three points since we've gotten into the postseason. So we're kind of getting this uh, this situation where, you know, these home teams might be a little overvalued. And, of course, what did we see yesterday? At least the two home teams lose outright yesterday in their matchups there. So I just think, like, when you're looking at a game like Boston and Milwaukee and a series like Boston-Milwaukee where there's not that much separating those two, and while I rate Boston as the better team, I would make this more like two and a half given how like given that home court has not been worth mm. that much as opposed to like the four that is out there, or the four and a half five that was out there yesterday. So that's part of the reason why I would, uh, that I'm going to back Milwaukee there. And as far as the other game can, is concerned. So I haven't played anything yet and I don't think I am going to, I had a really strong lean to golden state yesterday. Ultimately they don't cover would have loved those free throws. If that was the case for the, uh, for clay Thompson and the warriors, and I, I came into this series higher than others uh, than the Memphis Grizzlies, but it was one of those where I looked at everything. I'm really high on Golden State, but it was not that I was shouted down, but a lot of people that I respect um, were like, that ah, Memphis is going to be pretty live. Now Memphis here. So I've kind of come off of my stance uh, in this series with Golden State. So I'm going to sit back and see what the market does here. I would assume that, you know, a lot of betters believe in this zigzag theory. If this gets to like one and a half, if, if it drops in that range because there's a lot of support for Memphis to bounce back in this game, or maybe even better, then I think I jump in on Golden State, uh, maybe even a little, or maybe even money line. But for right now, I'm, I'm on the sidelines for that game. All right. Those are tomorrow, tonight, Sixers and Heat. Uh, game one of the best of seven Eastern Conference semi between Philly and Miami. No Joel Embiid. Famously, Joel Embiid. We didn't know it at the time, but th- uh, with just over four minutes left, up 27. Uh, he goes to the rack. He dunks it. He gets hit in the face. Fractured orbital bone. Out indefinitely. We think there might be a game three return. We mm-hmm. shall see. Uh, the Sixers. Now, and so, by the way, we were on primetime action when it happened, so it was the news came down. We were racing to bet the Heat. Got in at minus 180, minus 200, and then it was off. Heat are now minus 350, Sixers plus 260 on the comeback. You see the series spread here on the screen as well. You can give a half game or get a half game. Um, Total games in the series. The uh, long shot is a sweep, obviously, at plus 550. The Sixers in a sweep would be fifty to one in terms of the exact <laughs> score, exact uh, series outcome. What do you what do you think about this series now, given the situation where it, it does look like Jimmy Butler is going to play tonight, but no Kyle Lowry on the Heat side as well? 
So I think from a series perspective, it is hard to look past Miami. It just given the first two games, you get them at home. And we can go with the cliche, series doesn't start until a road team wins. So even with these first two games without Joel Embiid, you can still make the case that Philadelphia, if he comes back in game three, is actually probably right where they should be in this series, right? The Heat holding serve in games one and two, coming back home, you get Joel Embiid back. So from a, series, from a series standpoint, I find it hard to make a case for Philadelphia, just given the unknown around Joel Embiid. On a game-to-game basis, though, I do think there is some value in backing the Philadelphia 76ers, and and I'm on them here today in Game 1 against Miami because I think, one, the market's kind of overcorrecting here to a certain extent. I grabbed eight yesterday after the show and hardwood handicappers were down to 7.5 because, one, you mentioned it, Kyle Lowry's not playing. Jimmy Butler also has this knee inflammation that's been bothering him that caused him to miss a playoff game. That's a pretty big deal. Usually you see guys play through injury. We saw Joel Embiid, right? He was willing to play with a torn ligament in his hand. So from a number standpoint, I think this is a a little high for the Miami Heat. And the 76ers still have things to work with. You know, you could be down on James Harden and the fact that he averaged 19 and 10 on 40% shooting against the Toronto Raptors. But for me, this series is about so much more than James Harden. And in these two games, so much more about it because Miami, defensively, they're a really good team. But their philosophy is cut off the rim, cut off the painted area, don't allow people in the restricted area of the floor. But because of that, they allow a lot of three-point attempts. They were dead last in terms of opponent frequency of three-point attempts this season, just over 42%. They were also last in open attempts allowed, which is defender four to six feet away from the shooter. And that's not really good, especially a team that's got Tyrese Maxey, who's a 40% three-point shooter, George Yang, who's a 43-point shooter, Tobias Harris and Danny Green are both above 37%. So if the 76ers kind of ratchet up their three-point attempts, which you would think is very likely with James Harden out there and kind of taking on a faux Houston Rockets type of game plan, there is, I think, a very good possibility that they stay inside this number, especially when you consider one of their better on-ball defenders not being there in Kyle Lowry. So I think from the series perspective, I think you guys had the right strategy. I tried to get in as well when that news came down. I was locked out. But I think when you look at it from a game-to-game standpoint, if you're going to give me seven and a half, eight with the Philadelphia 76ers in this game and in the next game, I, I'm going to be the side on Philadelphia because I think there's definitely a route there for them to cover a number like that. Yeah, I can't blame you for that. Uh, any thought on James Harden, uh, his total points that at 25 and a half? Any thought there? So I think given the way that Harden has been playing lately, it is hard to bet him over. I think you're going with assist totals with Harden at this point right now as opposed to point totals. And again, kind of going back to this game plan that you expect is going to happen, I think he's going to be able to facilitate a little bit more, kick it out to open shooters. I mean, there's a really good chance that you're just going to see him surrounded by four shooters, and they're just going to go with, we're just going to chuck. Like, we are going to go, we're going to get dribble penetration, kick it out, dribble penetration, kick it out, and we're going to try to take advantage of this philosophy that the Miami Heat have kind of put out there defensively. So I think that's probably the game plan you're going to see. I like I just given the way that he has been playing and the passive nature, you know, willing to rely on step back threes as opposed to trying to get to the rim and get by guys. I think we've seen now with Harden, maybe he changes that he's going to be the lone like, you know, alpha out there, if you want to call it like that. But I think I'd look more toward like a Tyrese Maxey if you're playing points. I think Maxey's the guy that's going to have a bigger scoring load on his shoulders as opposed to James Harden. I think Harden's going to still be fine with facilitating. All right. Nightcap tonight. Game one between the Suns, and the Mavericks, the one four. Out West, obviously, Devin Booker back. He returned last series, which was somewhat surprising as far as the uh, the series price itself on this. Well, the Suns now with Booker back, prohibitive favorites in this in this uh, best of seven series with the Suns at minus 300, let's call it. Mavericks plus 245 on the comeback. Uh, this was the one where we said, hey, look, the Mavericks, you know, before the Luka injury, we're like, hey, I mean, the Mavericks could make some noise in the Western Conference. They could give the Suns some trouble. 
Do you believe that here? I do, especially when you're talking about minus 300, because that's a pretty big price, you know, an applied probability of about 75% against a team that has been one of the best in the NBA. You know, the collective, the we, we got so wrapped up in how well Boston had played since the beginning of the year that we failed to realize that this was a top five team, the Dallas Mavericks, in both offensive and defensive efficiency since the start of the new year as well, that they had arguably been playing just as good as basketball as Phoenix and Boston over the last 47 games of the regular season. And, and now you do have as well, and you know I'm all big on numbers and all sort of things, you have a guy who has been absolutely delivering in postseason play since he has come into the league in Luka Doncic. The Clippers needed everything each of the last two seasons to get rid of that guy in the playoffs, including the best playoff game in his career from Kawhi Leonard in that game six to defeat Dallas at home and then extend it to seven and eventually win that series. So I think you've got that with Luka Doncic. And you just have this incredible matchup where if you look at what happened in that New Orleans series, where the smaller lineups were bothering Phoenix, where the bench was absolutely atrocious. And yes, Devin Booker is back. I think you have to question how healthy he really was. He wasn't really great in that final game against New Orleans. The game ended up being a 5 of 12 from the floor and a 1 of 5 from three-point range somewhere in there. Um, so I think you have to ask that. And when you look at just the secondary players here for Phoenix, if you're going to get about 20-ish, 25 points from Mikhail Bridges a game, then you're on a pretty good spot here to win this series. But if you're not going to be able to rely on that and you look around at the role players and you're going to go, well, if you're going to put JaVale McGee out there as one of your primary bench guys, look at Doncic's matchup hunter. He will go after that almost every single time. He's going to go after Chris Paul on almost every single defensive possession to get that size advantage. It's what he does on a possession-to-possession -possession basis. I just think, like, if you twist my arm and say, give me a winner, I would pick Phoenix. But if you're going to tell me they're winning 75 out of 100 of these series, I would say you're wrong. I think the gap between these two you know. is much closer than what the price is indicating here. So if you're betting a series price, I think it would be the Dallas Mavericks. You taking the points in game one? Yeah, I, I'm going to take the six here with the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Just again, playing on the thing that I just I don't think the gap between these two is very large. And, and by the way, for, for those who are looking, you could throw out the regular season. Doncic missed two of the games. Both of those were in November. You get nothing to go on when these two teams played each other in the regular season. But it's just going back to I think the market. They're just a little wide here. And it's surprising too, Gil, because it was uh, ESPN's like voter poll. 20 out of 20 riders picked the Suns to win this series. Uh, multiple books. Yeah, but yeah. like multiple books are reporting <laughs> the Suns are the largest liability series price. So I'm surprised by it. Yeah, man. It's going to be fun. Every one of these series. So intriguing. JBT, you're the best. Appreciate it, man. Always. Thank you. Jonathan Von Tobel, everybody. At me, JBT, on the Twitter machine. And again, uh, co-host of The Edge with Matt Humans. And of course, Hardwood Handicappers. You should point that out. His podcast on the NBA. Paul Carr's Premier League pick, Wes Reynolds, next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sports books. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any Stanley Cup playoff game. And either team scores a goal. Regardless of your bet's outcome, it's that easy. Simply use bonus code VSIN200 when you place your first bet to take advantage of the offer. Enjoy hockey like never before with BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Uh, We will have an extensive Stanley Cup playoff hockey preview at the top of the hour with our guy, Andy McNeil. Hockey talk coming up momentarily. But first, ladies and gentlemen, as hot as it gets, he's on fire with his picks. From Topeka, Kansas, it's Paul Carr, everybody, at Paul C-A-R-R on Twitter. Paul, good to see you, man. How are you? Uh, just another, you know, two and one weekend, scratching <laughs> out the wins for the tenth straight match day in the Premier League. Did you have another ninety-plus minute goal? Is that what happened? Yeah, just one this week. Got yeah. the Leicester City stoppage time goal to get the both teams to score in Tottenham Leicester City. So. You are living right, man. You are living, living right. right. Yeah. So I asked Parlay at the beginning. I was like, okay, so how do we factor in this game today in terms of your streak? In other words, do you already have a ten-week uh, winning streak or a ten-pick, you know, cluster winning streak? In England, or does this one, Jeff decided, and I think he's right, this one applies to this past weekend. Do we agree on that or no? I mean, can I tell you after the game? Sure. That, <laughs> sure. No, um, no I, yes. I think Jeff's right. This is kind of, okay. match day is kind of the catch-all term for all the games on a given weekend. You know, in the NFL, it would just be, you know, a week. Uh, Premier League, we usually go with match day for the Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So, yeah, I think this one does go backwards. So, I, I guess I'm putting the... 10th straight winning weekend in England on the line here today. All right. Without further ado, what's your pick? All right. So we got Brentford and Manchester United this afternoon. Two Eastern is kickoff there. I'm going with Brentford plus half a goal at plus 110. Brentford's really just been the better team for the last couple months. You can look at goal difference, expect a goal difference, and Brentford's just far better. Uh, one loss in their last seven games for Brentford. They won five of those. And the big X factor, as we've talked about, is Christian Eriksen. The one loss in those seven, Eriksen didn't start. Uh, so they have five wins in a draw when he starts. Uh, help Tony playing better up top. He's got six goals in that span. And Manchester United's been scuffling for the last couple months. They've had a tough schedule, which is part of it. 
But Brentford also has, you know, they've won at Chelsea in this stretch. They drew at Tottenham. So they're not just picking on uh, weaker teams, although they're taking care of business against those two. United's got some injuries. You know, Jaden Sancho probably won't play. Cavani will be off the bench at best. Harry Maguire is probably out in central defense. And if you want an area of the game to watch specifically, look at set pieces because Brentford is really good on them and United has not been great defending them. So I like Brentford. I like getting half a goal. If you can get even or plus money, uh, that's what I play here. Brentford plus a half a goal. Are you kind of going against your the better team? Uh, I'm just going to go with the better team thing here or are you not? Maybe. Not, maybe. I mean, I could make a real case yeah. that over the last few months, Brentford is the better team. Okay. They're certainly not the bigger brand and United has more talent, but Brentford really excuse me, has been the better team over the past eight weeks or so. Okay, Brentford plus a half goal versus Man U today for your uh, your soccer fix in the Premier League. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate right. it very much for the Monday instant offense. You bet. We got Champions League tomorrow, too. Oh, let's have you back. Paul Carr right. coming back tomorrow to talk Champions League with us. Thank you, Paul. Um, you bet. Yeah, man. Hey, this this dude, like seriously, Paul Carr cannot, like nothing goes against him these days. It's incredible. And sometimes, yes, he, let's just acknowledge he has gotten the uh, the best of the the ninety. Was he had, he's had a ninety five, a ninety five, a ninety two, and a ninety first minute. I think go uh, in his favor during the streak. Sometimes that's what it takes, uh, but he cannot be stopped. Uh, we transition from Paul Carr to uh, do we have uh, do we have yes we do. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Wes Reynolds, the glue that holds this whole operation together. How you doing, Wes? Good morning, Gil. How are you? I'm doing very well. Great. Always great to talk to you on a Monday morning. John Rahm gets it done. If ever there was a, a phrase of, as he should have, as he was expected to do, maybe it was this tournament in Mexico. One-stroke winner over Brandon Wu, Tony Finau, Kurt Kitayama, 17-under for John Rahm. Is that, uh, I mean, what does that do for you with your John Rahm thoughts headed into the PGA? Does that just sort of re-solidify him, or was, was he never off your board? Yeah, he was never really off, even though the fact that he has has not won since the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines last June. But it's kind of one of those things, Gil, because that Mexico Open field was down yesterday in terms of, you know, PGA Tour quality. However, you know, it, it's kind of a damned if he does, damned if he doesn't situation yeah. because it's like, oh, John Rahm wins. He's expected to win. But you saw if you were watching it yesterday, it's hard to win these events. And he was struggling to get this thing home. It's still a PGA Tour event. So, you know, I don't think a lot is going to change the perception when a guy is four to one to win a PGA Tour event and, uh, you know, pre-tournament because you usually don't see those type of prices. But nevertheless, he gets there by a shot. Uh, We had Cameron Champ, at least in the mix. So him and Aaron Wise both finished T6. uh, Went much better on the other side of the pond this week than it did down in Mexico. We're at uh, Potomac, my neck of the woods, Avenel for the Wells Fargo Championship this week. What does that field look like? Yeah, uh, Rory McIlroy is going to be your top player in the field. He has won the Wells Fargo three times, but not in your neck of the woods at Potomac at Avenel. He's won it down there in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina at Quail Hollow. They're not having the event, the Wells Fargo down there in Charlotte this year because the President's Cup is going to host that for the venue later on this fall. So Rory McIlroy is at the top of the field. Tony Finau. Do we is this a resurgence all of a sudden for Tony Finau? He did rally to finish T two yesterday. That's his best finish in a long time because if you were following him early in the tournament, he had one of the worst putting rounds you would ever see from a major PGA Tour player. He's missing four footer after four footer after four footer. Just had a lot of putts inside. 
five to ten feet as well that he wasn't making. And then he rallies on Sunday to finish T2. So he is in the field, as is Abraham Answer, Tyrrell Hatton, Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, Paul Casey. So a solid field, but a lot of the elite guys taking another week off. I know you weren't super, super deep into the NFL draft betting-wise, but what you did bet, did that get home okay for you? And, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, Gil, it did, because, you know, after we get the information kind of leak out, that it's like, okay, Walker, we now know, is probably going number one. That's likely dropping Hutchinson number two. And then I went ahead and bet the trifecta with Stingley in the show hole, in the three hole, so to speak. And then also did Sauce Gardner. So did get home at plus 550. That actually covered a couple things, because I did bet Thibodeau too early, to go over five and a half, he ends up going five, so couldn't really get out of that. But went okay, you know, and, and I think a lot of the moves that we've been talking about on VSIN in terms of receiver, 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 then you have, what, six go in the first 17 picks, and then you didn't have one, you know, at the end of the first round. So once that got bet up from five and a half to six, you know, and people were asking me about it, I'm like, I think six is the right number because it went to six and a half because – we, you don't want to chase those numbers too much. You know, like something like a Derek Stingley, which I bet at 11 and a half, you know, it's probably still good at eight and a half. But when you're getting him down to like six and a half, even though it still went under, when it moves that many positions, you don't really want to chase those. You got to get those right away or just leave them alone. I hesitate to ask this question because I'll preface it by saying none of us really knows anything. But I want to ask you because I, because I respect your opinion on this. Was there a team that you thought did particularly well. Yeah, I don't want to go with the obvious one necessarily, that being the New York Jets. That's been, I think, a very common refrain that they did very well. When you get the best in breed, so to speak, at three different positions, you arguably get the best corner with Gardner. You get the best running back with Brees Hall. You get the best receiver with Wilson. So, you know, I, I do I do like what the Jets did, but uh, Early on, kind of in the middle of the draft, I liked what the Saints did in terms of going for need. They get Chris Olave at receiver. They get the kid Penning out of Northern Iowa. So they obviously needed somebody to replace Armstead down there. And look, uh, it might have been by default for the Saints that they signed Jameis Winston to a two-year deal. But at least maybe there's a plan going forward. Because if you looked at the last couple years, Sean Payton, you know, he wanted to make this Taysom Hill thing work at quarterback and he wanted to make this tight end his future starting quarterback and never really could do it now you i think you have dennis allen in there even though he's a defensive guy they're going to commit to Jameis winston at least for the time being where you know not always looking over your shoulder for Taysom hill or somebody else so i actually thought the saints had a very underrated first round all right any any basketball hockey or baseball thought here in our final minute Yeah, uh, I did uh, go ahead before the Embiid news got announced. I bet the Heat for the series, but I'd be looking Sixers, especially if I could get eight tonight. I think that that's a big overreaction for game one. And we do have James Harden coming off his best game of the playoffs, that closeout game in game six. Uh, So maybe Harden's kind of getting back a little bit in the form here. So I would bet the Sixers tonight. And I also, and I'll be interested to hear Andy McNeil's thoughts at the top of the hour. I do like the Boston it's in this series over Carolina. Freddie Anderson, not good to go. It's going to be journeyman Antti Ranta between the pipes tonight. I think you might like what Andy has to say. Andy's got three or four picks on the other side. Thank you, Wes. Appreciate it, man. 
You bet, Gail. Thank you. Wes Reynolds at Wes Reynolds one. That's the number one on Twitter. Andy McNeil, as Wes just mentioned, next full Stanley Cup playoff preview. Numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.